My apologies for having this out a little later than normal today. I chose to sleep in again today. Yesterday, I didn't really choose to. <laughs> I just fought it. But today, I said, you know what? I am going to rest. I'm doing um, confession later on today and noon mass. So I have the luxury of time. And I am laughing because we talk about confession in the readings today. I remember when my husband used to, he doesn't say it anymore, but used to ask me, why do you go to confession so often? For those who don't know, I go every week. Confession has changed my life. There are graces that come through this beautiful sacrament. Just a reminder, that was what brought me back to the church. I went to confession after being gone for 26 years. I wasn't going to any kind of church, not even Christmas or Easter, and I had many, many mortal sins. And during the absolution of my sins from the priest, as he was absolving me, I had this out-of-body supernatural experience. I floated out of the back of my head. I could see everything around me. It's like imprinted in my brain for only a few seconds. And then when I came back in my head, I was this oozy, goozy, warm waterfall of peace. I could feel God healing my body, my soul, my spirit. I couldn't really feel my body. I was in such peace, but I knew I was kneeling. I wasn't on the ground. It was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I can equate it to resting in the Spirit because I've had that happen to me as well. But I did not fall down on the ground here. I was still upright. And so when I left the confessional that day, I knew that was God. I knew darn well that whatever happened to me in that confessional was not of this world. And there are a lot of people that I am speaking to right now that don't frequent confession. So I told my husband, honey, the deeper I get in my relationship with God and the more I live with God every day, the more I'm aware of all of my little venial sins. I say, you know, so I go to confession when I'm snippy or I get angry or I'm judgmental or I gossip. You know, I get snippy when I'm spiritually slothful, when I struggle with prayer, when I don't go to mass. And sometimes, that by the way, I'm over that. Um, but in the beginning, when we started going back to mass, I was choosing on occasion not to physically go to mass, but I would watch it online. And I knew, what am I doing? I am not receiving the physical body blood of Jesus in this beautiful sacrament. Instead, I'm going to have spiritual communion. Get your lazy butt out and go. I'm over that, by the way. Um, and he, he got it. He understood. And so now when I tell him I've got to get to confession, he doesn't even question it. He knows I have my prayer time every day. He knows daily mass is in my schedule and confession. If I don't go once a week, I'm at least going every 10 days. If it goes 14 days, I feel overwhelmed with everything that I have to remember. I don't know. It's crazy, but, and I need the graces. I want the graces. I want to clean my slate. I don't know the day or the hour, 
I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time in purgatory. I'm sure that's where I'm going to go first. I'm certainly not clean enough to get to heaven. But I desire to be in heaven. I desire to continue to be holier. And the more I can go to confession, which by the way, in case any of you don't know this, it is stronger than an exorcism. Now, I'm sure I'm not talking to a lot of possessed people, just so you know. Possession is very, very rare. But oppression and obsession are not. So you can be physically taunted by evil spirits. And on the obsession side, you could be mentally berated by thoughts and and things. Um, you know, it could be for me, it was you're not good enough, the constant barraging before I was going to go speak to the priests. I kept hearing how unholy I was, how my husband just wants me to go back and get a real job, how I, I'm not good enough to be talking to you know, a couple hundred priests. And it wasn't until I went through this whole deliverance process did I get those thoughts out of my head. Now, you may have other things. Maybe you are worrying. It's a constant state of worry and you can't stop your mind from worrying or you have this anxiety. Maybe you're constantly worried about your health and you keep thinking over and over, something's wrong with me, something's wrong with me, and you obsessively go to the doctor. There, there could be a lot of obsessive thoughts um, that are not of yours. God doesn't put those obsessive thoughts into our minds. That's evil. And so confession and confessing these things, and I also confess my pride. That's one of the things that people don't confess often because sometimes I think I've got this life taken care of or I haven't humbled myself and surrendered myself to God for the day and gave him all of me. Or I made my own decisions. I overrode or never prayed to begin with before I chose to do something. So yeah, when I go in, I'm sure that the priest is like, well, these aren't really sin sins, but I know that he also knows that I'm on a road and I'm trying to stay on that road, that narrow path to get to heaven. And I always hear that's a really good confession. I mean, I go in with my, with my thoughts succinct. I examine my conscience. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to confess that too. Overeating, over drinking, all that stuff. Anyway, I just want to share how important confession is to me because it should also be very important to you. I want to have my soul as clean as possible, as often as possible. It's like when you wash your car, you know how awesome it is when everything's put away You got, you know, the clean windows and the clean outside. And then a week goes by and you've got stuff in the car now. Now it's a little bit dirtier. And then another week goes by and you get more stuff in the car and it's even more dirty. And finally you're like, oh, I got to get it cleaned again. And then you go back and you've got the brand new clean car again, vacuumed up. The dust is gone. The windows are wiped down. Maybe you even have that fresh spritz of whatever flavor you like, new car smell, lemon, perfume, whatever it is. That's how it is when you go to confession. So I just want to encourage all of you to go as often as possible. And I know that there are people out there. I know this because I've been told this. This isn't something I'm just assuming. 
I have had people come up to me after I speak and they say, I'm going to go to confession today. It's been 50 years and you've inspired me. Think about that. These are people that are going to a diocesan or a conference or a parish event who are obviously on the road, who are trying to be closer to God or trying to get deeper in their faith life. And yet, 50 years, no confession. And that, my friends, is a, a sad, it's sad to hear, but I was elated. I told her, I said, you had better come talk to me when you are done. And at this particular um, diocesan event, this was in Fall River, there in Massachusetts, there was only face-to-face confession. So that had to take a lot out of this person to, you know, sit in front of a priest face-to-face and confess. And by the way, don't worry, the priest has heard it all. So don't let that scare you. There's nothing to be afraid of. God loves us. He is so happy and heaven parties up a storm when a person goes to confession who hasn't been there in a while, especially if there's mortal sins on their soul. So I highly recommend you look up different dioceses. If you don't want to go to your own, don't. Go to another one. Go look on their website, check their bulletin, because especially now with the COVID stuff that's going on, you may have different times or different places that they hold confession. But go, 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 go. Okay. And one more thing I want to say here, which I think a lot of people gloss over in this beautiful gospel. Amen. Whoops. Sorry. He says again, amen. I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are about to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly father. I I know we always hear the last line, which is for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. But the one before saying, hey, if you two agree about anything that you're going to pray about, it shall be granted to you by my heavenly father. So mothers, fathers, if you are concerned about a child or Something's going on in your life that you two agree, boy, we sure would love to have these prayers answered. Then pray together. I've said that to my husband recently because we were praying on something or we were we were hoping to have a prayer answered. Like, Lord, is this a direction that we should go in? And my husband told me to pray. And so I said, I will. And then when I saw him, I said, you know what? In the Bible, if two of us agree on something and we both pray on it, God's going to answer that prayer. And he said, oh, you know, like he isn't a prayer. He's not there on the road. So I said, it's even as simple as, Lord, can you please help us with X? It doesn't have to be you kneeling on on your knees and, and an official formal prayer, anything to talk to him, to ask him together is something that we should consider doing. So this could be an opportunity to evangelize or to bring prayer into your marriage, Um, especially if it's praying about kids or maybe it's praying about a big decision that you have to make for each other or a job or something like that. 
maybe your friends and one of you is struggling with something. So pray with that friend. It's really beautiful when you think about, okay, when two people are praying together for something that they both agree on, that the Heavenly Father will answer us. So let's remember that. It's, I don't know, that one just slides on through. People think, oh, well, two and three are together when they pray the rosary before or after Mass. You know, it counts as, you know, an indulgence and all this kind of stuff. If you go to confession and you pray for the Holy Father, I mean, these are, yeah, when two or three are together, it is beautiful. Um, and Jesus is present. However, when two are together and they're praying about the same thing, the Heavenly Father answers those prayers. Okay. And I don't know what he answers. It may not be the answer you want, <laughs> but he doesn't. God always answers, by the way. I'm going to reiterate the fact that there are three possible answers. God is going to say yes. God is going to say yes, but not right now. Or God is going to say no. So God always answers prayers. It just sometimes isn't what we want. <laughs> okay couple things. Don't forget, pray along with somebody else if you're in agreement and go to confession as often as and frequent as frequently as you can. It's a beautiful sacrament. There's so many graces that come from it. And I can tell you this, Satan is not wanting you to go. He will put every excuse in the book. And especially if I'm talking to someone right now who has mortal sins on their soul, Lord, please come into your heart and get you moving to confession as soon as possible. You have no idea when your last hour is going to be on this earth. And with that mortal sin, yeah, straight down. You don't want that. It's worth it. You're going to feel awesome when you get out of there. Trust me, I was bawling like a baby the whole time. I think I was in there for f like 30 minutes, I, I think. I don't know. I didn't look at the time when I went in there. But the whole thing is beautiful. God wants to forgive us. He's just in there loving the fact that you are pouring out your heart to be a better, virtuous person, to walk down that road of sainthood. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.